What did you just say, Jamil? I was just like, yeah, that happened. That really happened. Yeah. They shocked me because I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't think it was gonna happen. Bro, I'm covered in goosebumps. Okay. Yeah. From the fourth quarter of the FSU game, which I had on the on my computer while I'm watching war games, mm-hmm. to the entrance of Randy Orton, which was absolutely done perfect, to Punk yeah. coming out. It didn't do he didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. I'm covered in freaking goosebumps. I I prom I promise you, I thought it wasn't gonna happen. We like, all did. I had been I had been telling everybody, I told everybody yesterday and I said it today. I was like, Punk is not Punk not I was like, not only is Punk not coming back at Survivor Series, he's not coming back at all. Never again. Yeah. We'll never see him again. And you know that what? Music hit. <laughs> And you know what? You don't know this, but you are currently on a Go Home Heat podcast, and we are going to talk about that and more with Ray after this. Let's go. (laughs) Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live-action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear, and peaking with RoboCop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form. Of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. Welcome back. I have Jamil here. I have Ray here. We're diving right straight Hello. in. We have the main event. First of all, we don't know if Rand- Randall Orton is going to be there. That is what they gave us. I thought that... Let's just skip through a lot of the stuff. I thought they did great. I thought Dom did good in the, in the parts that he was in. I thought they... This the part where, you know, Dom is looking at all the other bad guys, and so the crowd gets to cheer. You know, they went from you suck as he's on the offensive to, you know, mm-hmm. cheering wildly whenever he's down. All that's really cool. But Drew McIntyre coming down, that was hot because it was a weird hot tag and that it wasn't a hot tag because it didn't happen quickly. It was more like a hot stroll. But once it got to the ring, he wreaked havoc on everybody, right? And then, but let's get to the ending as... We don't know if Randy Orton's there. We, I mean, we assume mm-hmm. he is, but we don't know, right? Yeah. And they are beating the heck out of every member of the Faces Squad. Mm-hmm. And we have Cody, who's getting to be in the first War Games and the bull rope thing he and Seth do. That was cute, whatever. It's to the point, all the, fa- the heels are pounding on all the baby faces. All hope is lost. And they, and Triple H, who probably had a lot to do with this match, I'm assuming, has Ripley come down like she's going to cash in money in the banks because technically we hadn't really even started till we get to the match beyond, right? Yep. And she's walking down, and it's like, oh, man, this is actually a really cool way to give everybody something. Boom, Randy's music hits. So it wasn't a shocker, but it was great. And Randy looks like The Rock right now. Randy looks incredible. Like, <laughs> let's be clear about this. Randy came out, and I was like, "This is the most jacked I've seen Randy Orton his entire career." Randy looks great. Absolutely, he did a really good job of protecting him because he's really like you know this is literally his first match back from injury, and he comes in and he comes in and, and does his thing. About the Randy Orton part, I, th- I thought it was great. I thought. Um... It was done pretty much perfectly, you know? The way they told um, the story. I thought the they didn't try to be too violent. They went with spots that we recognize, that we like. 
where we have elevated DDTs from absolutely everybody in the match as a as a vintage Orton moment, except all the baby faces got to do it. We hit all the baby faces finishers. Orton hits a nice RKO on Dom. The works, right? Donna tries to escape the cage and Sammy and Seth chase him down. And we get, you know, Seth Rollins was involved in a top two to three RKO at a WrestleMania. Everybody always remembers that Seth cashed in. They forget the fact that he jumped off Randy's back and into an RKO. Yeah, like like the, the thing that everyone forgets is that Seth was literally in a match. Seth was in the opening match of that WrestleMania. Which would become with a trend. The attempt, with the attempted curb stomp, blam, RKO. Mm-hmm. And he ends WrestleMania as the world as world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah. here he gets to throw McDonough into an RKO. But you then we way. get the pass, passing of the torch. As we don't get the pin right there, he feeds Damian Priest to Cody. Cody hits the crossroads, and again, the man who gets to finally live out his father's dreams and his own dreams through what he would would, would have liked his father to see him do is he's the hero in this moment in a War Games match with his father, Dusty Create. They're all standing there happy as they can be. We still have some issues with Jay. We still have Drew McIntyre as a heel. We don't really know Randy well enough. Everything's over. There's an extended period of time here, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go ahead and turn it off. Same. And, Same. And, and what happens, Jamil? Cue oh, up in living color. Cue oh, up, got done in living color. Right. Ah. Let's, let's slip over to Ray. Ray, you were one of the guys who probably, I think, who probably didn't, like myself, thought it wouldn't really move you if this happened. No, that I, I that, that wasn't basically what I said. I said, when I said, what what I said was, no matter what, I'm not made of stone, and this would have absolutely made me flip, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, before this, I had a, a bunch of different other complicated opinions, but that was one of the things that I said, and uh, I was absolutely true in that. Right, this did it did blow me away. Like the the way this was genuinely surprising in a way that like it almost yeah I don't know my thoughts are still kind of jumbled a little bit, but yeah no it 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 did it did blow me away when uh, Punk came in and mm-hmm. it was just it was insane, Jamil. Punk's your guy. He brought you back yeah. to wrestling twice. Yeah. What does this yeah. do for you? This is going to put me on whatever show that he is on on WWE. Okay, you want to do? You want to quickly book that? Where do you put I, him? I'll be honest with you. You you put him on Raw. There's already a story there. Like you know, we we give him a startup. We give him a good startup match at Royal Rumble against Shinsuke Nakamura um, because the story's there. Punk's back, so we're kind of assuming that all the Nakamura references are referring to Punk. Put him in a quick program with Punk to see how how he does. We already know that Seth Rollins is capable of doing business with people that he absolutely does not like because he for real, for real, did not like Cody Rhodes. And he was... And he had 
one of the greatest WrestleMania matches in WrestleMania history with Cody Rhodes. And then backed it up with a Hell in a Cell. Two out of three were all-time greats, yeah. Exactly. So he, we know that we know that Seth can do the job with somebody he doesn't like, and so you put CM Punk in a match for the World Heavyweight Championship against Seth Rollins. He beats Seth Rollins, and then Damian Priest cashes in on CM Punk and becomes the World Heavyweight Champion by cashing in on CM Punk. It gives Seth it gives Seth time off to really heal his back and to do some proper. Um, and to do some proper promo for whenever they decided they want to drop this Captain America movie um, now that the strike is officially over. Um, but it gives him time to heal his back. But it also puts Damian Priest in an incredible program with CM Punk. Uh, and Punk loves it when he pumps up Ring of Honor guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Pre- and judge, you know, Punishment Martinez. 41 years old is having this incredible run like he's a young young, a young guy. You know, it, it's it's and if he could get into a program where he beats Punk on on, on our, like you're talking about and then he loses one to Punk and so he gets his rematch and he does another one with Punk. About that time, you can start drilling up Seth versus Punk. Is this a way that my guy Seth Rollins can CM Punk, your guy, and your guy, mm-hmm. being back in the company, get Seth his dream of main eventing a night at WrestleMania? No, he's opening that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think they're going to have him go over K- Cargill or Rhea Ripley? No. Oh, oh, Punk versus Seth is a match, though. It's, it's an opening match. But it's a WrestleMania main event. No, Punk. Punk, punk versus Punk versus Self is absolutely Punk versus Self Rollins. If they do Punk versus Self Rollins, it's absolutely night. It's absolutely night one main event of night one main event of WrestleMania. If Punk went over night one and Cody went over night two, do you know how crazy that would be for a weekend of pro wrestling? It would be nuts. Nuts. Okay. Let's let's delve into the rest of this program, all right? So we'll say, you know, Ripley comes out and she wrestles Zoe Starks. It happened. There was nothing wrong it with it. It certainly happened. It, it got a little steam towards the end. There was nothing particularly right with it. Let's move on. The, mm-hmm. the match before that was Santos versus Dragon Lee. I thought it was well done. I thought it was, was a little good. short. Did you yeah. did you have thoughts? Yeah, I, I had I had pretty much the same thoughts when we watched it too. I thought I thought it was um, well done, but I also thought it ran a little short. Yeah. Right. So, now, now, Jamil, did you have anything in particular about that you want to get into? No, just the same thing. Okay. Yeah, the, so, the sleeper match you pointed out in our group text, Gunther Miz. I thought Gunther it was a banger. Beautiful. I thought it was Gunther I thought Miz it was great. Was I thought it was really good. I thought I thought the dynamic between Gunther and Miz is really interesting because yeah. um Miz is exactly the type of uh sports entertainer that um, Gunther despises and um, thinks is kind of the bane of pro wrestling. While Miz is, you know, he's they're, they're both kind of fighting for, you know, the validity of their styles of pro wrestling. Right, um, right. Which I thought was very interesting. And also, I thought it, I thought it was a great little touch that... Um, so the, the thing was, if Miz won this match, he would have... I don't know if he would have tied or if he would have beat uh, Chris Jericho's record of, like, most Intercontinental Championship wins... 
So Gunther beat him with the lion tamer. Oh, what a nice detail. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the Miz almost beat Gunther with the same move Bret Hart used on Roddy Piper. <laughs> My heart stopped, dude. I, huh? Uh, that was another thing that I thought was good at this match is that with WWE, there is such like a genuine fear that Miz might beat Gunther here. And like that was that was that was a hundred percent possible, right? Uh, and uh, it just it just didn't happen. But so like whenever Miz almost won, you were legitimately thinking, oh wait, wait a minute. Uh, okay. Um, what I thought, like if I was you say you know synopsis, right? The Miz jumps him early and he jumps him fear. You know he's he's fiery. He's 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 throwing blows. He's roughing him up. I'm he, I'm going to prove to you I'm a tough guy, mm-hmm. right? And then and that's kind of how he almost wins, and then he does a couple of slick things. But the bottom line was when they got into the deepest of waters, Gunther was the tougher guy, and Miz had to give into it. And of course, Gunther's the tougher guy. The Miz is a great, uh, a great presence in the history of WWE. He has very good matches. He has great rivalries. When you have wanted a guy through history to prove who they are as a pro wrestler, The Miz is one of those early litmus tests. But of course, Gunther's the tougher man. Gunther is in his prime, and he will be the future of this company on one of the brands. And he just underlined that today. Sorry, I just saw a tweet on my timeline that said, guys, I don't think CM Punk is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Jamil? CM Punk is no longer the devil. No, he can't be. Okay, you love that match. He is the devil in WWE, but (laughs) there's that. You love that match, though, between The Miz and Gunther? No, The Miz Miz versus Gunther was incredible. Like, it was a great match. Um... The Miz is able. The Miz was able to really show just how much of a student of wrestling he really is. Right. Um, and that's that's something that people really sleep on as as far as the Miz goes because of how strong of a sports, air quotes, sports entertainer that he is. But no, the Miz really is a student of wrestling, and that match kept me intrigued. I was just like, man, can we like really? Can like can we really get more right of, of, of this right? So like yeah, incredible, incredible match. A- absolutely, kudos, kudos to him. Now let's go to what was the opening match, but will be the final thing we discuss here on this particular pod. Bianca's team versus Damage Control and. I thought for sure we were going to get a ton of storylines coming out of this. First of all, what did you think about the match, Jamil? The match was great. Like, I, I really was like, uh, uh, um, another friend of mine who um, is a huge wrestling fan that lives out in Japan, uh, He, him and I were texting each other, and he was like, he said, yo, I don't know how the men are going to top that because they met the, the, the women's war defense match was incredible. He's like, I don't know how the men are going to top that. And I mean, like, they kind of did, but not really, because, like, the women's match was great. Like, it, was a, it was a dope match. Like, from, from, from Becky and Charlotte putting, putting stuff behind them to EO's off the top rope 
um, trash rocket type deal. I, yeah, trash can from the from the top of the steel cage again, right. part due. Listen, top, top notch. Hey, yeah. you know what the men did though? The women went out there and proved they could be violent, which we've seen mm. this time and again in this style of match with the women's division in in this. But what the men didn't do was try to top it with violence. Right. They topped it with a story. They topped it with the timing of how everything was done. Seth was mm-hmm. the first guy out there. Seth does what's, what what Seth Rollins been doing in matches like this for the last decade, getting his butt whooped. You know what I mean? He takes the whooping so everybody else can come down and get it worked out, whether it was with the shield or whether it's, you know, with with with, with authors of pain helping him out, you know, no matter who he's ever been with. And so that's what we do here. But we tell the story as we, we lead into Drew being the real story here. And then we kind of give the crowd the Dom part where they can hate Dom. And then all of the baby faces are there. And then all hope is lost. But it's not about violence. It was about the stories and the way they gave us the next step. Even though we knew Randy was going to be there, we right. didn't know for sure. They left it be uncertainty. You know, that's what they did. You know, sometimes you, what you can't do necessarily all the time is try to top violence with violence or top, you know, be different. Like, like Eric Bischoff says, you can't always be better, but you can be different. Mm-hmm. And that's what they managed to do here. Now, I, going back to this match though, is I really wanted the, the Becky Charlotte thing to last. I didn't want them to put it behind them, but Hey, we could get back to that at a later date. The fascinating thing about this match is we have the baby faces who were on top a lot in this match and they get the win is that Bailey saved everybody. Mm-hmm. She continually saved everybody in that match on her team from getting pinned. She eats the spear and then she winds up getting the you know the the man slam from an elevated position through a table for the loss and we know she's getting kicked out the group on Friday. Right? Right. She laid it all on the line. She gave him everything she had. She was the most important defensive play. You know, you play offense and you play defense, right? Yeah. She was the most important defensive player of the game. She saved them on four occasions, and it's not going to matter. She's the one. She's the odd man out here, and I kind of love it because what? Where does this character go? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, normally. In a wrestling sphere, this character goes babyface, right? But what if it goes further down the rabbit hole of evil? You know what I mean? What if she becomes worse, not better? Because her friends did turn on her after she tried to help them. She was guilty of what she was, the, the same thing that cost Bailey when she was too nice. Mm-hmm. And that she gave up on that part of herself, that's where she dug today to prove herself to her teammates. She got that same, by golly, I can I can win this thing, I can help us, I can help right. you, I can be the friend. That's where she went with her character, and it didn't pay off. And it's gonna pay off less on Friday. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah. um I I I loved Kyrie Sane back. You? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So are you excited about where we're going with the WWE after all this? Uh, yeah. 
I am. I, I absolutely am. Like this always so so this always happens. Um the competition has some sort of defining moments. They gain some sort of they gain some sort of ground. And then the WWE always does something to make people know and understand we still run this business. They do it every time. Like WCW did the NWO, had a 58 week dominance of ratings, and then. And and then the WWE pulls out Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mike Tyson as a special guest enforcer, that WrestleMania, and then Austin as champion, that that long reign, and then the coup de gras was Shivani mentioning on Nitro that um Mick Foley's gonna be the champion. I guess that's gonna, you know, that's gonna put butts in seats. Everybody switches over to see how Mick is gonna win right. the championship, and they prove once again they run this business. Right, and AEW has this whole thing where it's like we literally got we we brought Punk back to wrestling. Yeah, and then we brought in Brian Danielson, and then we brought in Adam Cole. And then we started building up this talent in MJF. And then we start doing all of these things. And the next thing that happens is um, the bloodline saga occurs. Right. Like the bloodline saga, if it wasn't great already, they add Sami Zayn into the mix and it becomes, as the kids like to say, cinema. And Mm -hmm. it is like a year's worth of quality quality storytelling and then and now you have judgment day quality storytelling mm-hmm. and then you get this war games match and then and living color hits and once again the wwe proves we still run this game but the beautiful thing is that i think hunter takes this competition a little bit more seriously than even vince mm-hmm because Vince might try to undercut him some other way. Even though he he, had, he did come up with the things, but it was always with the paycheck and all that stuff, right? Right. Hunter is going to try to defeat you with the stories. Right. Right? Now, here's the beautiful thing. What you're really saying is AEW is pushing WWE to give us better programming. And I don't think you can I, – I think that last week with what happened on AEW television at their pay-per-view, they are in as good a spot as they've ever been in right now. I think the women division is killing it. I think, you know, Swerve if Swerve ain't the champ of the world in the next 12 months, I don't know what they're doing over there. Like I'm, like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Swerve, Strickland – Wembley should be Swerve Strickland versus Will Ospreay for the AEW World Championship. I feel like with the way that Swerve Strickland is playing this supervillain role, 
it'd be the perfect way for Will Ospreay to 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 be a face and win the AEW World Championship in Wembley. But I feel like Swerve Strickland should walk in as the champ because Swerve Strickland is on a tear right now. A hundred percent. And what you're really saying is we're getting the absolute best of both worlds. They're completely, just like Eric Bischoff said, wrestling should be a potpourri. Every show should be a potpourri, and you can't necessarily be better than the other company, but you can be different from the other company. And if you're different, good. Who gets to, who gets the payoff, Ray? We get yeah. the payoff, right? Mm. Right. You got anything to close out with, Ray? Um, no, I, th- I think I'm good. Okay. Jamil, thank you so much for giving me a couple of minutes. Folks, if you're out there in the world, watch pro wrestling. Find any form of storytelling that floats your boat and delve into it. Deep dive into it, overreact to it. Let the happiness and the joy and the frustrations wash over you because that shit ain't that important. It's storytelling. When you have a chance to enjoy something, delve into it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Check out our friends at the Game Project, DJINProject.com. They're on TikTok right now. They're killing it over there. And check out our friends at Daily Smart, your one-stop shop, all things pro wrestling. Jamil, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Jamal, J-A-M-A-L-S-T-E-E-L-E, Jamal Steel at Jamal Steel on IG, as well as the Twitters, because his mama named him Twitter, so I'm going to call him Twitter. So... <laughs> At Jamal Steele on IG and Twitter. <laughs> All right, folks. You can find me at uh, PerkDaddy16 on Twitter. You can find me at the Go Home Heat 1 on Twitter. You can find me at Surrounded by Sports on Twitter. You can find me at sporting events all over Pensacola filming them. And you can find Ray if you look very, very hard. Folks, Yeah. on that note, go home. Go home. Go home. Jamil, thank you, brother. No, absolutely. Thank y'all. All All right. I I literally was about to call you and be like, yo, like, when we doing this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Later. Later. All right. Mm -hmm.